Hey, welcome to Creative for More, the podcast. Over here, our conversations are centered around birthing the more that exists within you. We help you mine your originality, live more resiliently, and leverage all of your experiences so that you can serve the world as the highest expression of yourself. My guests will challenge your thinking and give you practical insights for being more, doing more, and having more. My name is Tom Bramuswagu, and I am your host. Let's get started. So welcome to today's installment of Created for More, the podcast. I will call this a very personal episode um, because I think some of some things are really, really good to share um, to evidence that sometimes some people are not beyond <laughs> or immune to things that, you know, everybody experiences. Um, and the reason I say so is that, you know, when you perhaps attain a certain level of, you know, actualization, um, impact, you know, for instance, I'm an author, I'm a coach, I teach people how to, you know, um, change the paradigms through which they view life so that they can experience more. You know, I'm all about helping people get into their more, as you know, on this podcast, right? Um, but the danger there is that when um, people you know, see or perceive, um, me (laughs) based on everything that I, I I do, there's a danger that they feel like, you know, I'm less susceptible to certain things that they go through in, um, their own lives or you go through in your own lives. And what I'm doing today is leveling the playing field so that you can understand that we are all the same and, Breaking out, thinking differently requires the same intentionality from every single person. It's an effort that we all have to put in. And if we put it in, we will see results. All right. So what am I talking about? <laughs> First of all, before I even tell you what I'm talking about, I will start with a quote. And it's a quote from Carl Jung. And it says that until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. So what it's saying is that until you make what is unconscious within you actually conscious, it will rule your life. It will lead you and you will call it faith. Now, so life be. That's just how it is, right? That's the way it is, right? So what am I talking about? So I am going to be sharing with you um, an experience um, I had over the weekend So as you know, I've got two daughters. One of my daughters is currently in the process of writing what they call over here um, 11 plus. So they're this set of assessments that children do to allow them get into um, specific selective secondary schools. So my daughter is doing, um, was doing one and we've been preparing her for a while. She's doing a a few and we've been preparing her for, uh, for a while, myself and my husband, you know, putting in all the effort, making sure sure she's on top on her grades you know in fact I've even gone over and beyond like making sure she's you know sitting down doing her tutoring sometimes I even sit in on the tutoring classes with her because I really want to understand what she's been taught so that if there are gaps I can help her fill it right um and everything I'm sharing this picture that I'm painting for you there's relevance and significance in every single thing I'm sharing so please listen in so being with her 
through this journey, most typically, most parents start to prepare their children for these sets of exams, maybe about a year before, right? If you do it a duration that is less than a year before, it, 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 it feels a, lo a lot more rushed. So some people even do it more. So it's like two years before and all of that. But anyway, we started like more seriously um, about a year, a year before, just making sure, you know, everything was there, got the schools, we've done applications, you know, prepped her. This is what this just get everything ready, right? Basically, and even up in the run up to the day on a more practical level, making sure that you know she's revised everything, just making sure that everything, every single T was crossed, every dot, every I was dotted, or so I thought. Anyway, it's the day, the big D day finally comes and I, you know, gear up, you know, when you have a mom that is uh, an inspire of woman, women and you are of a female gender, you know, you've got, you've got, you, you've definitely got a plus for you. So I'm Gina up. This is who you are. This is that we're doing the drive up. I'm driving her up to the school about an hour, near, near an hour, 30 minutes away. We get there. And the first thing I noticed when I got to, um, the, the, the school was that every, um, I saw all the parents and the, the first thing I noticed <laughs> in the car park were that all the parents were coming out of their cars with their children and they were all wearing school uniform. I guess you know where this story is going. Turns out somewhere in the emails. And as soon as I saw a child with a school uniform, I was like, I immediately remember that I had seen in one of the emails that said, make sure you bring your child in their primary school uniform. Even though it's a, they, you know, it's an entrance exam for secondary school, we want them coming. I don't know. I think it's some way for the school to maintain some sort of uniformity. They want everybody just wearing all sorts or whatever. Anyway, it's the first experience for me. So I, I, I don't know if that's normal, but anyways, and instantly I just thought to myself, oh my goodness we're driven like an hour 30 minutes there was no way I was going to go back home and get in fact it was already I probably about I, I got there about maybe 10 or 15 minutes ahead of the time um the stipulated time where we were you know we're meant to be there for so I said to my daughter I was like oh my goodness I think I've <laughs> I've made a mistake, massive faux pas. I haven't read an email. Well, I didn't um, do something that I was supposed to do. You were meant to wear your uniform, da, 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 da. Thankfully, she was in good spirits about it. It's like, it's all right, mommy. You know, I got out of the car, you know, went up to the school, um, school, the building where they were going to be assessed or where everyone was going, got there, spoke to um, the coordinator of the day and I said to her, look, I'm really, really sorry. My daughter is not wearing, as you can see, not wearing her school uniform. Um, she's a nice outfit, but still. <laughs> Uh, she's not wearing a school uniform. It's, it's going to be all right for her to still sit the exam and have the whole assessment for, for the entire duration as normal. And, you know, she assured me, she's like, it's absolutely fine. Da, 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 da. Don't worry about it. Drop her, leave her with me, come back for her in a few hours, whatever. And um, it'll be all right. You would think that that would be fine, right? I mean, it makes sense. Like everyone makes mistakes. That's the first thing. Like, okay, Tom Brown, where's this going? Because I, I don't get it. It's normal, right? But guess what? I left there and the first thing I wanted to do was I said, can I please just go to your bathroom? I left her, went straight to the bathroom. And before I knew it, guys, I kid you not. Before I knew it, I was in floods of tears in this bathroom, in this school 
where I brought my daughter to see the entrance exam. Crying. Why was I crying? And the first thing I said to myself was, I'm just a bad mom. I'm just a bad mom because if I was a good mom, I would have remembered what the letter said, read it thoroughly a night before and made sure that she was in the right attire. I would have, um, I would have ensured that my daughter wouldn't stand out like a sore thumb on a day where she was being assessed, where she needed to, you know, show that she was from, a, I don't know, I don't know, family lineage, whatever, genealogy of people who pay attention. Trust me, my mind was going everywhere. I had tears coming out. I came out. I tried to compose myself a little bit. Bottom line, I head back, headed back to my car. I was just completely a mess. And it wasn't until after maybe like a few minutes or so, I think I called my, my husband, I called my friend and I said, oh, this is what happened. I feel so, you know, rotten on the inside and da, da, da. all of this. I forgot everything about being Coach Tombra, everything about what I know about human minds and psychology, what I know about belief systems and patterning and conditioning, completely forgot everything. In this moment, I was standing in the truth that I perceived to be real, right? And I was saying to myself that, you know what? I wasn't a good mother. And that was what I was anchoring on. So interrupting the podcast real quickly to bring you a short message from our sponsors, Linkage Assurance PLC. They're an insurance organization based in Nigeria that offer insurance services across a wide number of sectors. You want to check them out. They offer a great top-notch service. So they're particularly relevant for people who have business interests in Nigeria. So a product I would like to highlight today is from their uh, motor insurance category. So in their motor insurance category, there's a third party insurance plus product that provides insurance covers for the third party vehicle if you were ever in an accident, um, as well as cover for your own vehicle as well at a really affordable rates. You want to check them out um, and tell them that we sent you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Now back to the podcast. So it was later when I calmed down, obviously, and then I started reprocessing and thinking. And I was like, wait, Tom Brown, hold on. Obviously, when by the time I, I finished speaking with everyone, everyone was like, you know, first of all, it's not that a big deal. It's not that much of a big deal. It's absolutely fine. Um, it's all right. I had been assured by the staff. I'd spoken to a few more people actually on my way back. And they said, it's absolutely fine. You know, it's, yeah, we would like all of them in uniform, but you know, it is what it is. You're here already. We assure you that there won't be any impact on the outcome of our assessment as a result of what she's wearing. I was like, okay, fantastic. Great. But I was still messed up on the inside. But it was later I started to really, really unpick. I tried to really get into the meat, the bones of what had happened. What had made me decapitulate so badly? I was like a mess. On a thought that came from where? I sort of like, the first thing was like, wait, wait, wait. First of all, why were you thinking that you were a bad mother? What was, what was going on? And then I realized 
that there was a belief and this is really important guys because it shows that <laughs> all of us are susceptible there's no one that is beyond you know fallible when it comes to things like this i was operating again until you make the unconscious conscious it will rule your life and you will call it fate i was operating under a belief system that somehow said i'd said to myself that i was a bad mom so let me just kind of backtrack a little bit just to give you guys a little bit more context on how beliefs are formed so a belief generally is a way of thinking. It's like cementing a thought pattern, right? So if you think about, that's why they call it a mindset. So a mindset is based on a belief, on beliefs or a set or a combination of beliefs, right? So my mindset had been patterned at some point. You have an experience in life, something good, bad, whatever happens, you tell yourself a story as a result of that experience so something happens i lost something right you tell yourself a story the reason i lost the story is dash 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 as a result you create a belief off of that so i am dash 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 so you go from experience i lost something to a story and to then a belief Right? So this is how it works for every single person. So what is the actual truth of this whole experience? The actual truth is that I had been preparing my daughter for one year, over about a year. I had gone over and beyond than even most parents. Sometimes I've sat in the classes where she's having, sometimes she has lessons on Zoom and everything. Sometimes I sit in Probably maybe I would say at least maybe 30 or even 40% of the time. I don't need to do that. Why? Because I want to make sure I understand what she's being taught. I'm reading her essays. I'm doing all these things. And by the way, please don't get into why people do this at this age. Please, that's a story for another conversation. But over and beyond, sat down in some of her classes, gone over and beyond because it's like not, not every parent would do that, you know. Made sure. Got her ready on the day, G'd her up, drove her all the way. Oh, I missed out. Did the application for the school. Gone to the school for visiting the open day. Gone to see, made sure everything, she was fine. She could visualize herself there. She was happy. She done, done all of these things. Obviously, it's not just myself, so myself and my husband, right? But obviously, I'm speaking from first person, what, you know, my contribution in relation to this story. Remember what I said? A belief will distort the truth just so that it can align with itself, right? So what is the truth of this? I had put in the effort. We'd been preparing her for about a, day, uh, a year in advance. I've been sitting down sometimes in classes with her, going over and beyond. Why? Because I wanted to understand what she's been taught. I would challenge her after classes. I would give her extra work. I would, you know, obviously going over and beyond just so that she, I could make sure that she had the best chance of getting into some very, really competitive, selective schools. Done all of that. But in that moment, there was just one thing that I'd missed off, which is, Yes, I, I didn't pay attention. There was, there was a note in one of the letters about the assessment and they had said, come in your school uniform. I'd missed that. But guess what? It distorted the truth of every single thing that I had done in the process 
in terms of my contribution towards the outcome of that exam. Even never mind everything else I do for her. Because think about it, when you say, I am not a good mother, just think about how wide reach, how far reaching that statement in itself is. Think about it. Because every single person will have, no matter how bad you are, well, most people, there will be an element, there will be something in you that you do good. So when you put a, senten a sentence like that and you label yourself uh, a, a blanket statement like that, I'm bad, it, mean, it means that you are purposefully excluding things just so that that sentence can be true, right? So I hope you're picking up what I'm saying here. So the reason I'm saying is uh, I think it's so important to discuss because a lot of us right now, a lot of you who are listening to this podcast are being ruled by belief systems that you don't even know are prevalent in your mind. And these belief systems cause people to make decisions. They cause people to step forward for opportunities. They cause some people to, you know, shrink because they say, well, you know what? I am not good enough. I'm going to step up for this one because I feel it's more aligned with me, even though um, it's based on a belief system that is faulty. So there are a couple of things I want. I know that I've been kind of going on, uh, you know, on, on different things. But there are a couple of things that I want you to remember about what I'm teaching here today. Right. So there will always be a sponsoring thought aligned to a belief system. And for me, that sponsoring thought was, you know what? I am not a good mother because maybe one thing that happened, maybe I, I, I and the things I don't even know what I, what I experience is there always be something. But if I dig deeper, maybe I will. I want to get to the root and the origin of that belief, right? There will always be something. So you always have to be careful when you are feeling a certain way. You always have to think to yourself and quickly, really quickly question yourself. Why am I thinking this way? Where is this come from? Where is this original thought come from? Where, where is it? Dig deep. Ask why, 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 why? The second thing is that, like I said, belief systems will distort the truth. They will distort the truth. So when you make blanket statements like, oh no, but I'm not just good enough. Oh, I can't do that. I can't remember that the job of this belief system is to find allies. It's to find things that corroborate its authenticity. That says, yes, I am true and I am valid. That's, that's, that's exactly what it wants. So even if it means distorting a truth, it will always find a way to make itself look good. And what truth was it distorting my own experience? It was, the, it was discounting every other thing that I'd done in the run-up to that exam to say, you know what? It's invalidated because you did not put her in her school uniform. Therefore, you are dash, dash, dash. The third thing I want you to know is that beliefs are often not based on facts, particularly negative beliefs. A lot of time, it's an experience. You have made a story. We human beings are meaning-making machines. So we will make a meaning, we'll make a story, and we create and transform that or transfer that into a belief. 
So it's important that you are conscious about, you know, where these things are coming from, understanding that a lot of these things are not based on facts. So you have to do the work to then re retrace it. And then the fourth thing I will share is that beliefs will stay unless they are uprooted. They're not things that die. Oh, you know what? I'll just be and I'll just go silent. No, 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 no. It will continue. It will remain unconscious. It will be in your subconscious until one day you arrest it and say, hey, hey, hey. And that my day was today. I was like, wait, how dare you, Tombra? Literally, I told myself off. How dare you? In this child's life that you have done so much, you reduce yourself and judge yourself so harshly by one thing. No, you've done like a million things that are great. Not even good. Absolutely fantastic. How would you judge yourself by just one thing? So I'm sharing my story with you today because I want you guys to really, really get it. Because this, for me today, it's motherhood. I don't know where you are judging yourself harshly. I don't know what belief systems that you're operating under that's stopping you from living a life of true magnificence. So I want you to do the work. The next time you challenge yourself, the next time you talk to yourself harshly, ask yourself, what belief system am I operating under? Where, what is the sponsoring thought around this? What meaning have I made that I need to uproot that is damaging to my life and future? It is so important because unless you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. Thank you so much for being on this podcast with me today. If you have <laughs> stories of yours that you would love to share with me, I would love to hear them. Send it to me at tombra at tombra.com or tag me on Instagram or send me a DM on Instagram. I'm on tombra.moswagu. I'd love to hear from you and I trust that this was helpful for you. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me this week on Created for More, the podcast. Make sure you visit my website. I'm at tombra.com where you can subscribe to the show either via iTunes or Spotify so that you never miss a show going forward. You can also follow me on social media. I'm at tombra.moswago. And if you love the show, please, please, please leave a rating on iTunes so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Thanks for listening.